edition of Geekhead Radio. Last we checked, I think that was episode 27. And believe it or not, we have not been affected by the furlough. So, John Boehner, suck my ass. This is Preacher 23. It's like getting paid. <laughs> Preacher 23 bringing you my two lovely co-hosts. And uh, we're Geekhead Radio. We're your half-ass uh, podcast for all the geek news in the uh, world. So, hey, we're on YouTube and we're on like Google Plus as we speak instead of Justin TV because it sucks. Just uh, a, a wee bit, or maybe it just hated us, um, and, we, and we decided it was time to break up. I definitely got the impression that it, uh, yeah, it, it it hated me. You know, it was yeah. Primarily, it seemed to be the abnormal amount of commercials and the fact that, for whatever reason, it thought that our primary language was Spanish. Call me crazy. <laughs> um, after about 16 Spanish uh, Pringles commercials, I decided uh, we're not on the same wavelength. I never had that problem. <laughs> well, you know, that's how it goes. So, uh, real quick. Once again, Preacher23, also known as Aaron. Yeah, but, you know, it says Geekhead Radio on the little tab thingy underneath my picture. Technical so, term, ladies and gentlemen, tab thingy. Tab thingy. And from the heart of Texas, it's Perrin. Hey, guys, how's it going? And this is Courtney. Hope you're having a great evening. So, we decided that, well, you know, not a whole lot happened in the way of science, thanks to the furlough, which is very... Annoying as hell. Um, <laughs> you don't fuck with NASA. I'm sorry. Um, and there are movies that prove that. Isn't that right, Clayton? Mm, gravity is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we... So do you know if they're sending... Uh, I know they're sending many employees back Monday. Or is NASA... Did NASA make the, make the lucky... The lucky no. few? No. The, yeah. uh, the only people that are being sent back on the morrow are anybody supporting active duty military. Ah, right. Yes, because because science is a tool of them devils. Yes, gotcha. and 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 if if you believe your representatives from Texas, you know we we can't be harnessing wind because if we harness wind power then there won't be enough wind and things will get hot and so it's not renewable energy hey 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 hey, hey. that sounds like global warming <laughs> watch it <laughs> but we're having fun at the expense of our politicians because we can thank you first amendment Any- no second amendment <laughs> I'm considering, I'm considering wearing a black toga, like uh, like like was a Cato the Younger, the guy the guy in Rome to to mourn the downfall of our government, <laughs> like you do. Um, 
All right, so right. let's 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 kind of go on with our agenda for just half a moment here. Um, uh, Courtney, would you like to talk about how um, our listeners can contact us outside of Google Plus and YouTube? Absolutely. If you would like to uh, like to check us out on the web, our website is geekheadradio.com. We have fabulous articles, fascinating things. Absolutely wonderful place to go if you're looking for a slight stopping point on your interwebs journeys. Uh, we also, you can also follow us on Facebook at Geekhead Radio, uh, where where people post fabulous uh, fabulous news updates all the time. We'll keep your your Facebook feed interesting. Most of the time. Um, what? Most of the time. Most of the time, absolutely. Speaking of most of the time, uh, we're also on Twitter, <laughs> some of us more than others, uh, at uh, Geekhead Aaron, Geekhead Clayton, and Geekhead Court. And if you were looking for copies of our podcasts, because after listening to this, you're going to want to listen to all of our fabulous uh, archived episodes, Except for you episodes can find one us on six. iTunes. Sorry, what? <laughs> Except for episode one through six. But anyway, continue. Ah, uh, minor, minor, minor. At any rate, you can find us on iTunes as well. And if you would like to send us an email, because we do care what you say, we do listen. We have done stories and entire topics based on what our listeners have told us. You can reach all of us at geekheadradio at gmail.com. If you wish to send an email to one of us personally, you can get us at Aaron at geekheadradio.com, Clayton at geekheadradio.com, and Courtney at geekheadradio.com. And we would be just thrilled to hear from you absolutely and you can also find us with our wonderful sponsors d20 radio um you heard their jingle at the top but uh if you go to d20 radio.com forward slash forums look under specialty podcasts and you will find geekhead radio and you can post things there believe it or not so um yeah i think um we 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 did uh we did a contest didn't we I, I've heard we've done a contest, and uh, didn't didn't we say that uh, if if you didn't respond, if you were one of the winners, you had two full weeks to listen to the episode and call us or contact us and say, "Hey, I want that awesome badass slave Leia picture with Boba Fett holding the chain by yep. Joe Caroni." We did say that. How many people responded out of the two? Clayton. I believe Clayton uh, has muted himself. Yes. There's Clayton's first faux pas of the evening. I'm sure there will be many more. We got one person to respond. Hey, yay, one person. So, yeah. Other person, wah, wah. Oh, wait, wait, no. The music is the okay. sad, the sad. <laughs> yeah, you didn't respond. Sorry. So the person who's definitely getting the poster is Chris Loam. Loam? Loham? Loam. Leman? Chris, I've got your address. <laughs> we'll just continue butchering your name until <laughs> your family can, uh, calls you up and asks, what the hell were they doing? <laughs> exactly. And uh, so we should probably mention that um, the other gentleman, Jeff Thorson, if you're just barely hearing your name now, I'm sorry. You lost your opportunity. We're now operating on to our next winner. And this person I know is a fairly consistent listener because uh he he it'll 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 be a struggle for me not to um tip him off. But uh Ben Erickson, 
you have now won the poster. If you respond within the next two weeks before October 20th. Do you hear that? So, start the fanfare. I think that's awesome. Okay. I think that's awesome that it was still in keeping with the Norse theme, at least. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Ben Eriksson. He's, I, I know he's from South Dakota, North Dakota. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's get the damn poster, so he better he better hear this because I will mock him incessantly and say, "Hey, dude, he, he, he came so close." You guys are killing me. I wanted this poster so badly. You have, you guys have to claim it because every week it goes on, it torments me. If if, if our show with uh, uh, Nat uh, comes before, I think we just give it to Courtney. Now, Clayton kind of gave a little bit of inside information, but I think it's worth stating. We do have confirmed that she will do it, and we have to wait uh, just a little bit because she's got conventions and acting jobs and modeling jobs to do. But we have the wonderful, the amazing Natalie Cox, um, who will be joining us um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, takes a little bit of extra coordination because she is in London. And she is best known for being Juno Eclipse in the Force Unleashed games. That is the love interest of Starkiller. Um, and she's also, I believe, um, Hera in uh, the the remake of Clash of the Titans. One I of the goddesses. Artemis. Maybe it was Artemis. I don't know. I oh. I hate to break it to you. I didn't see it. Yet, but I, I will. I have really only seen the Medusa scene, which really I thought was quite was quite good. Okay. <laughs> so um, anyway, Natalie will be on Geekhead Radio. Um, so we're excited. This will be a Yay. blast. And uh, who knows? This may be the and and we we still got to push our our guests that we we rounded out from Salt Lake Comic Con as well. So we got all that going too. But. Um, I think we should probably hit into some news at this point, don't you think? I hear that's what we do. Oh, or we could, or we could drink first. Yeah, I was going to bring up the drink of the show thing. Um, I've, I've. This is this is the theme of the drink of the show for me tonight. I hate to say it. I'm out of alcohol. What? <laughs> what? I enjoyed alcohol last night, and thus there's none for the podcast. Poor so, planning on your part. I know. I'm I'm actually the backup uh, designated driver for once, so... Hmm. I'm going to have to drink fair. this Riesling all by myself. Sounds uh, like it. What type of Riesling do you have? Uh, it is a Chateau Saint-Michel Washington vintage Riesling. My favorite. Delicious. Mm-hmm. And Courtney, what what kind of uh, herbal concoction or caffeinated beverage are you partaking in? I actually can't pronounce it in the slightest. Um, here, I'll actually I'll actually briefly turn turn the uh, the video back on, and maybe maybe you can you can see this. Wow! Uh, yeah, and what it's, look, the it's hell? Got, it's got these adorable little. It's got these adorable little hippos serving <laughs> each other. It's Finnish. It's, it's finished. finished. It's Finnish tea. I know yes, those. It... I know those. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, it's Finnish tea. Um, it is Finnish uh, 
black tea with with strawberry rhubarb flavors. My uh, my uh, foreign office supply of the month club, um, radandhungry.com, which is totally fabulous for anybody that would be into that. This this month's uh, packet was from Finland, and they sent as a bonus the Finnish strawberry tea, and it is really amazing. But I cannot pronounce it in the slightest. But there are hippos. <laughs> because because they're running rampant through Finland. Yes, yes, serving tea. <laughs> if you want more, contact me after the episode. I have an inside source. Uh, oh, I do. You, do you know somebody in Finland? I have a soon-to-be sister-in-law who is in Helsinki. Oh my gosh! Okay, because I there are other things that I want to get to because these. They, <laughs> <laughs> and, want, and let me write a list. I want, I, I want these. I want their, um, their uh, watercolor paint chips. They sent me two of them in the office supply, in the office supply pack, and I've only got, I've only got red and yellow, and I want more because they're very cool, and I want ones that match. And you can't get them anywhere except from Finland and places that don't send to the U.S. So, are you seriously geeking out over? I over. Yes, yes, over <laughs> over office supplies. It is awesome. Seriously, if you like paper, this is the awesomest th- subscription you could possibly get. <laughs> and to bring it to wrap it back around to geekiness, the package from Ecuador should be called the uh, the the Dungeon Mappers uh, kit because that's what I used to. That's what I've used to you know draw maps and stuff for uh, for our vampire game. It's totally awesome. So it's geeky too. All right, you can't go wrong there. Can't absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this side note brought to you by Courtney Perez. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let's get rolling on some news since uh, you know we actually have one person who's uh, so far watching us live. <laughs> I hope you like office supplies. <laughs> So um, even with with uh, the good old furlough that uh, is happening in the good old United States of America, brought to you by a bunch of boneheads, um, NASA was still able to publish some papers, and there was some pretty damn awesome news that came out from um, the details uh, that uh, Curiosity found on Mars. You know that one big massive rover. Um, this is the one, this one thrills me, and this has got a lot of scientists excited, because prior to this announcement, um, it was officially announced they have not found any methane on Mars. No methane plumes, which means there is no Martian life that's farting. Um, which, and, and the reason why that's important is because... Uh, most scientists believe that most uh, life that's like Earth is going to involve some sort of methane production. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, that sounds odd. Um, it was pretty important. They did have some, um, I believe it was light spectrometer readings that gave them the impression that there might be some plumes of methane that were coming up from uh, some of the uh, darker crevices of Mars. But they haven't even found trace amounts um, in Curiosity's uh, atmosphere analysis uh, detection equipment. So that's a, that's a little sad, but, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, we're talking parts per billion, um, and who knows? I mean, Mars just may not have life. But it's sounding more and more likely that it did have life at one point because they found water in the soil. 
lot of water in the soil considering yeah. uh, the type of atmosphere that's there. Yeah, um, basically, um, if I, I can't remember the exact percentage, but they found 2% water in the soil samples and through um, uh, gas readings and, you know, basically they were taking big uh, scoopfuls of um, Martian soil and dropping it into a little kiln and it would blast furnace the soil and it would measure off the vapors that were coming off of it. And they found that 3% of it was water and they calculated because uh, there's no classic erosion in the sense of, you know, what's on earth mm-hmm. that, um, that almost universally there appears to be enough, um, water in the soil that, um, if you were to take one cubic foot of Martian soil and you could capture the water in there, you would find two pints of water. I'm pretty darn sure that's more water than you could get out of soil in Colorado most of the time. Yeah, I mean, they, maybe they... not, maybe not this summer, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, this is this is pretty spectacular. This uh, this gives yet another um, opportunity for NASA or any private space agency that ends up on Mars first to, if they can figure out a way to. Um, refine the process they can actually draw direct h2o from martian soil and uh if you think about that that cuts um cargo weights considerably ridiculously anyone who has, low anyone who's ever tried to actually plan a plan a D or role-playing adventure and taking into account the weight of water <laughs> should know that so geeks should be able to get behind that uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I mean, if even if you're a hiker or um, you've gone to a convention and you have bottles of water in your backpack, I mean, just on a very low level, uh, that's a lot of weight. And um, I can't remember the exact dollar amount, but um, the amount of fuel that it takes to um, propel one pound of weight off of Earth uh, is somewhere around $100,000 or something like that. And uh, speaking wow. of fuel, more important than having to lug water to Mars for the astronauts to drink, water is also the primary component for two other things that are important to astronauts. Air mm-hmm. and fuel. Mm-hmm. The, the fuel trip right now, or the, the return trip from Mars, will be completely fueled by the water in the Martian soil. So Very cool. This is pretty badass, so don't downplay this. Um, those of you that are doubters, and, um, you know, we may we may be uh, setting foot on Martian soil within, I, I would very defiantly say within our lifetime, lifetimes, I mean, at least by the time that my uh, soon-to-be five-year-old son is uh, in his 20s, I would say there's at least one person there, or at least we've attempted to get one person there. Yeah, we're we're going to see it a lot sooner than I think a lot of people believe. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else uh, space related do we have? Um, even though we have a a drought of uh, NASA info. Yeah the the other thing that came out right before the furlough hit was the first images, uh, non terrestrial images of the big stellar event that is coming in just a couple months. We got the Comet Comet Ison. The uh, Mars orbiter uh, was able to catch some high-res images of the comet 
uh, as it passed by Mars uh, yesterday. Oh, awesome. Um, have they posted them yet, or did they just announce it? Uh, they did post them. Um, unfortunately, the comet is 7 million miles from Mars. Uh, Which is so nothing there's, there's kind of a bright, fuzzy spot. Yeah, pretty much. Which is usually what comets look like. So. Yeah. So we're not going to get much of a view of the comet um, on its way sunward. Right now, if you think of uh, the o'clock, Mars is at the noon, and we are at 3 o'clock, and uh, I saw and just came through 11 o'clock towards the sun. And uh, we really have to cross our fingers and do some cool dances for this poor comet, because it is literally going to pass inside the outer layer of the sun. Ooh. Uh, hmm. Yes. It is going to be within 750,000 miles of the, uh, I guess you'd say the solid part of the sun. And uh, for its uh, couple of days that it is in that thing, that uh, particular circumstance, it is going to be being bombarded by temperatures over 40 500 degrees Fahrenheit. So chances are we're not going to see it on the return trip. There are a lot of um, things that are in its in its uh, in its advantage uh, to staying as a solid piece. It is over three miles in diameter. So the sun really has to. Uh, uh, get rid of a lot of matter before the comet is going to start breaking into pieces. About uh, how long is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be in inside the edge? Uh, yeah, it's going to be inside uh, the Mercury radius uh, for about a week, and ah. inside Mercury, you're looking at 800 degrees and up. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Kelvin? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, could, I can't tell you what the the Fahrenheit to Kelvin conversion is. Okay, sorry. Uh, That's your but, job, Miss Physicist. I I know. I'm sorry. I did. I was not adequately prepped. I shall lash myself with a super string. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but in uh, theory, so. <laughs> It is going to be a really interesting event for scientists to observe as it goes by uh, the sun at Thanksgiving. If it survives and comes out the other side, it is actually going to come quite close to us. Um, and for a week or more, we will essentially have a second sun in the sky. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's what people always expect with comets, but very rarely get, so that's cool. Yeah. the We're looking at something that's going to be an order of magnitude uh, uh, brighter than Halley's Comet, which came through in 86, uh, 88? Something like that. I remember I was a kid. I somehow missed Halley's Comet and all of that. The one that I remember seeing was uh, Hale-Bopp. 
I, I saw it plenty for, for you and anyone else who missed it. Don't get me wrong, it was very, very cool, but my uh, my dad um, is big into astronomy and uh, does does a lot of stuff with planetariums. And I remember being being dragged out into the cornfields, in the cornfields of Illinois at the time, at strange hours of the night and morning to see the comet, and it was cold. <laughs> and it was cool, but I saw it many times, so I got you covered. It's all good. Awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> so... Cross your fingers, folks. Uh, if it survives, we are going to see something that this planet not, has not seen since the time of Christ. Uh, if, if he really was there. Anyway, that's me. We're of science and stuff, but yeah, I mean, there's probably a dude there. So um, that's your science, uh, more than what NASA's bringing you this time around, and uh, shall we move into digital projection? Let's do that. Decided to bring out that obnoxious gem. <laughs> so staying in space, uh, who, uh, raise your hand, who went to see Gravity this weekend? I did not. I, I'm, I'm considering it, maybe. I, uh, not this uh, weekend. I, yeah, not this <laughs> weekend. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, it is the smallest cast you're going to see of a movie this entire year. There are actually ever two people on screen and uh, six total voices. Uh, so, uh, very small cast. Um, but uh, Sandra carries the movie magnificently. Sandra Bullock, for those of you who can't read the Clayton's mind. Yes, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Um, George Clooney is a wonderful uh, supporting cast member. Um, and uh, the cinematography and CGI, wow. You, it, the, this movie, if you ever wondered what it was going to be like to be in space, this is the way to do it. Um, for all of those that grew up in the 80s with the shuttle and uh, the looming accident and uh, all but that was there during that time um, this is going to show you what could have happened but luckily never happened hmm. mm. from what yeah. I heard go ahead oh I was just gonna say from what I heard about the special effects alone and the visuals is um, uh, a, a lot of people noted um, when James Cameron came out um, just right about the time that Avatar was uh, about to come out in the theaters and he said and and promised that 3D was going to be the next big thing and it was going to fully immerse you in the experience to the point where you actually felt like you were there. Um, while that's been a huge promise, we haven't actually seen that come to fruition um, since Avatar. Um, from what I'm hearing, this is, if you're going to see a movie in 3d, this is the one to see it. Is that correct? Yes. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, the like avatar where the 3d is not, it's environmental. It's not gimmicky. Mm -hmm. So you really get wonderful depths of field feel, uh, when watching what's going on on screen. Cool. Uh, I, that in and of itself is an endorsement that's almost enough to to make me go see it. Because if I recall from previous episodes, you hate 3D, Clayton. Because everybody makes it a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and this it one actually have... used it properly. Yes. So, yeah, this movie will get multiple Oscar nominations. Um, you will pretty much not believe that pretty much the entire movie, like more than 90% of the movie, is CGI. Um, they did not do what they did for uh, Apollo 13, uh, where they put uh, poor Tom Hanks and the rest of the crew in the vomit comet and spend hours getting sick in a plane that was doing the roller coaster thing. That's a shame. I respect that dedication. Well, I respect not getting sick repeatedly. I would kill to go on the Vomit Comet, even <laughs> though I would totally get sick. I've wanted to do that since I was little. <laughs> I would have to be chock full of Valium, and I would I would love to do it, but it, it would just be the controlled dive, and I, I feel like I'm going to die. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> now... So, for, for the people that uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson who are going to nitpick the movie, yes, there's a lot of things that you can nitpick. But for the essence of the story, perfectly fine. Awesome. And, and uh, so they, they managed to pull off a compelling story with just two people caught in space most of the time. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, so it's uh, not how they more resolve... or less effective than 2001. Oh, yeah, totally better than 2001. Okay. Uh, I, I accept the fact that that is considered a good movie, but um, yeah, uh, it was... They call it Gravity much. for a reason, because that is both the uh, the helper and the hindrance to the, uh, the actors as they try to escape the uh, peril they've been put in. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I, I've actually sort of been contemplating what it could be, trying to break out my my rusty physics knowledge. So yeah, I'm 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 very intrigued by it. Yeah, it is. If if you are ever had the luck of going to see the the Hubble movie that they did at the IMAX uh, theaters years ago, it's going to feel exactly like that. Hmm. Um, it. I mean, you really do feel like you're there. I, I can't say enough good things about what the director and the cinematographer did. Okay. And cool. it looks like um, the, it's doing pretty respectable. Um, it estimated the... Um, I was just looking things up here. It estimated uh, cost of production was 80 to eighty to $100 million, and it's already garnered $82 million worldwide in the box offices. That's pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Cool. So see, science does matter. It does, God damn it. At least when it's in 3D and on a giant screen. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, let's let's get into some of the little the couple of TV things here before um, uh, we get into some movie news here. Um, it's worth mentioning, um, I have not seen season two, but I have seen season one of American Horror Story at, uh, starts up, uh, October 9th and today's the sixth. So that's three days from now. So, um, if you're listening to this after the ninth, you missed it. What the hell were you thinking? It was amazing. <laughs> that looks totally badass. I really need to, need to watch some of the others. 
Um, the bonus is, is that you can just jump in because uh, uh, American Horror Story uses a lot of the same actors, but they are not tied together storylines, as we can tell yet. As you can tell yet. That's that's my thing. I'm sure they will. I, I watched the first couple of the first season and then kind of fell off. So Netflix. Netflix. Yes, I know. In all, in all my spare time. <laughs> And uh, moving along, also, Matt Smith, the wonderful doctor, who we believe is the 11th doctor. He could be the 12th, we don't know. Um, Matt Smith has officially wrapped um, filming for the Doctor Who Christmas special that will air later this year, which will feature the final moments of the the wonderful doctor. Uh, Before we move on to Peter... Yeah. Cabin? Yeah, I can't. I can't remember his name. Oh my god. And I can't pronounce it, so we're. It's okay. He's I'm Scottish. Sorry. That's all that matters. Capaldi. Sorry, Capaldi. Capaldi. There we go. <laughs> Where should I send the condolence fruit basket? Um. Well, I'm sure he's off making lots and lots of money and doing other things. So. I'm. I meant to fans. I'm sure he's doing plenty of yeah. things, but I know many people are just totally broken up over this. So I'm trying to be sympathetic. Halfway through the season, you know that uh, with Capaldi, um, people will come to like him and they'll go, wait, I like him a lot. I'm sure. It, it's it's really going to be the writing and we'll see how um, Capaldi takes it uh, different levels than Eccleson. Um, well, I'm going new doctors, of course, Eccleson, uh, Tennant, and Smith. So it'll be interesting because uh, from what I heard, he is the uh, the eldest male to take on the role. Which is nice because uh, Smith was the youngest male to take on the role. So, just, there's that. So, yeah, You know, go cry in your beer now. <laughs> or your finished tea being served by hippopotami. <laughs> um, and uh, let's just very briefly talk about The Simpsons. Um, I haven't really watched the show <laughs> since, uh, I don't know, 2005. I think that's when I gave up on it. Yeah. But it should be worth noting that if you're one who loves the pulpy fiction, science fiction and of um, H.P. Lovecraft and, and you appreciate Guillermo del Toro as a director, um, he, <laughs> he did do the opening sequence to this year's Treehouse of Horror. And it, it is, is pretty darn awesome. It's a very long opening but it's definitely worth seeing even if you don't want to watch the rest of the episode you can find it online we will have the link available um try to count how many Guillermo del Toro movies are referenced there I actually caught a Kronos reference and I think I'm one of the few people who still remember seeing that movie one who loves the whoa technical difficulties that was odd anyway I, I missed it so yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and so that's that's it for TV news, except for what we're going to talk about a little bit is the meaty part of the show. Um, we're going to reserve our um, our analysis of the first two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So let's move on to a little bit of a movie preview that you will not be able to find on the internet under threat of suing. (laughs) 
So uh, if you uh, follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Google+, Plus, you will know that uh, on Thursday I posted a link to the teaser trailer to Godzilla. Um, and uh, about half an hour after I put it up, it was taken down. Um, Warner Brothers and Legendary, uh, I forgot to tell their French distributors that they shouldn't <laughs> share this new thing that they were given. Um, so it spread like wildfire across the uh, interwebs. Uh, after what they did out at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, everybody's just been clamoring to get their first look, official look, of the new Godzilla. And uh, if uh, you were one of the lucky few this weekend and went and saw Gravity at a very small number of chain, it was one of your trailers. Unfortunately, I was not one of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, they are definitely uh, uh, taking uh, Godzilla back to its origins and updating it. Uh, we are definitely going back to the Godzilla Destroyer of Worlds themes that they had back in the 60s and 70s. So, uh, and unlike the Japanese versions where you never see a dead person. Lots um, of corpses. Yeah. Yeah, corpses, burn corpses, stomped trains, mash casualties, um, and, and then right at the very end, uh, the uh, iconic uh, old-style Godzilla head, non-rubber, non-rubber shoot, uh, <laughs> and its head the and bellows, uh, its atomic cry. Yes, mm. absolutely yeah, does- gorgeous. See, when yeah. you said under threat of suing, I got a, I got a little excited there. I thought, you know, we'd gotten a cease and desist letter for posting that or something. <laughs> that mean we're a grown-up podcast. But no. Clayton, try harder. Just kidding. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Luckily, we were just posting what other people had already posted. I know, That's I know. Yes. what we do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it definitely looks like uh, we are going to get a full-fledged apology for everything Matthew Broderick did to the uh, whole series of Godzilla that's, movies that he killed off. That's a lot of fish. Mm. Yeah, it is a lot of fish. <laughs> and uh, let's let's talk other movie news, stuff that's uh, starting to hit the, the interwebs, and uh, it's still a little bit in the... the um, the rumor phases, but um, still worth That's mentioning. That's never stopped us. Well, um, it's the other actors in um, Avengers who are confirming some of these names, but we just haven't had the uh, we haven't had Marvel come out or Disney say, uh, "Yeah, that's right." So, uh, who do we got? We've got uh, one sort of known and one definitely not known, unless you know her sisters. <laughs> so uh, we've. Uh, Joss Whedon has told us that we're going to see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in Age of Ultron in two years, but we didn't know who was going to be playing them. But in uh, the last week, uh, Samuel L. Jackson has been very forthcoming with uh, who's going to be working on the movie. And and I dare you. I dare you to tell him to shut up. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
So he told us that Quicksilver is going to be being played by Aaron Johnson-Taylor. So if you know Kick-Ass, um, you know who that is. Um, he, and, he'll do well. Yeah. And Scarlet Witch is rumored to be played by Elizabeth Olsen. Um, younger sister. And attractive. Uh, attractive. And attractive. She looks nothing like her two older twin sisters, uh, you can Mary see Kate the and Ashley. Yeah, the resemblance is there, but she she definitely got hit with the good looks stick a lot more. <laughs> so she'll be okay. your Scarlet Witch. <laughs> now we'll just have to see how Fox comes out with their Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, since they will be in Days of Future Past and not the same characters. Unless they are... No. Yeah. yeah. Alternate timeline, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The Comics, other sorry. interesting tie-in for these two is they're both of these actors are confirmed in the Godzilla movie. Huh. And as main characters. So okay. Well, right. good job tying that all together. Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we uh reach the meat of the show, which is you know, this isn't too meaty of an episode, but that's okay. If we can keep this around an hour, we're Doing good. Yep. Let's talk uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to not to be con- confused with Cover Girls. I don't know. What? They, what? Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be zingers. Dude, uh, are, you, are you sure you're the backup designated driver? Maybe it's because I don't have the alcohol. That maybe. I'm, Here. No? Some? Maybe. Hey, thank you. <laughs> you put it through the disk drive and send it to me. That's what the cup holder's for. Exactly. Um, so, Agents of Shield. I I uh, was slightly apprehensive, um, and I'll be honest. Uh, I enjoyed Avengers. Um, if you go back to episode two or three or whatever it is of Geekhead Radio, which we hope you never listen to, um, but. Sorry, that's cute. Um, appreciate it. So um, apparently, um, if you can't get the pencil out of your butthole, um, you you need to call nine one one. I appreciate that, Rick Grimes. Anyway, sorry. That's what happens when you get a random person pop in and you allow them to ask a question. So there you go. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was a little apprehensive because I didn't know if they had the right material. Um, and I don't like pilots, generally speaking. Um, I don't believe pilots are ever a good indicator of what the um, what the show can can bring you. I mean, hell, um, there's been many shows where the um, pilot has been phenomenal, only to have uh, the the rest of the series just completely fall fat, flat on its face. So, um, what did you think of? The pre, uh, what was the name of the episode specifically? It was Pilot, yeah. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Clayton, what was your thoughts? Um, too short. I felt that uh, they did a good job leading into um, what could have been a cliffhanger two part episode, uh, to to bring us into the the main storyline. And then they wrapped it up really quick at the end. Hmm. Uh, 
I want to get I want to get um Courtney's assessment since she was the one who was less excited for Yes, uh, I was the I I was the tester. If one has not seen uh if one has not seen The Avengers and is and is not as a friend of mine said this week a quote Marvel nerd, how does it how does it appeal to your your average geek who is not one of these things, which is probably not all that average. Yes, I'm a slacker. I haven't seen The Avengers. <laughs> um, but um, that being said, I I thought it was I I was entertained. I did not feel that I had wasted an hour of my life, which is actually you know a my life is so packed that that's actually fairly high uh, a fairly high compliment. I I enjoyed it. I could see myself watching more. Um, I'm not sure whether it was the subject as much as, you know, Joss Whedon that kept me going, because the Joss Whedon witty repartee was, was good. Um, I, but I was entertained. I thought it was pretty good. There was a ton of information, I think, that they were kind of trying to throw out there for people who maybe hadn't followed any of the previous stuff and didn't really know who S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Um, not, I felt like I had enough that I could understand, and um, which was good. And, you know, I laughed at the, at the mouth-breathing cosplayers outside Stark Tower comments because I, <laughs> I did know enough to laugh at that. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it did seem kind of, in some way, it, in some places, it seemed kind of fire hosey. You know, oh, here's this, here's this, here's this. And, oh, by the way, Colson was his name? Colson was dead, now yes. he's back, and there's there's something sinister. Bum, bum, bum. And, you know, it did seem like it was a lot of information all at once. Yes. Um, and it was a ton packed into that hour. And I agree, maybe it might have been better to do in a, in a two-hour, but... They obviously were not given that, but yeah, I I I was entertained. I'll probably catch. I haven't watched the second one yet. Um, I'll probably you know catch it as bits and pieces here and there. Watch it on on demand, and you know maybe in four or five episodes it'll be a oh my gosh have to watch thing. Okay, fair enough. Um, my initial impression, and I don't know if I just hadn't taken my medications at the time that I watched it. It moved way too fast. Um, I felt that the pilot didn't even know how to breathe. Um, and on top of it, it had, um, too heavy of a use of bombastic music to the point where it was like, I just wanted to hear nothing for a moment. <laughs> um, it was trying so hard to be a Hollywood production, um, movie, uh, in a, in a one hour pilot. And, um, it, it, it robbed something of the magic for me, and I don't know why. Um, and I understand that you've got to compress every single main character and bring them together in that episode. Because, I mean, that's what they're selling to the studios. Um, but I just, I didn't come out of that liking one character outside of Coulson. And, and I felt like I was more, you have to like Coulson because he was good in the other movies. I, yeah, I didn't really feel like any of the characters spoke to me really either. And Coulson, uh, as someone who hadn't seen the movies, and Coulson was kind of funny, and I could see maybe liking him, but he's... He's very he was, much... 
the um, the main character from NCIS. He's Gibbs. Well, yeah, and he but he was so smug, and in the first like five minutes, they pretty much tell you there's something up that he's not being told to. So it's kind of like, dude, why are you so smug? I that that would that actually probably inhibited my bonding with his character as someone who hadn't seen the movies. Okay. Yeah. I would agree. They their presentation of Colston was a little. Um, they they was like, oh, it's Colston. He's from the movie. He died. Something happened. Oh, here's all these other characters. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you basically got uh, uh, lost in them. And um, I think that's while they put uh, Ward and Sky at the at the forefront of uh, the characters. It was really Fitz and Simmons that kind of carried the 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 fun of the episode with their science banter banter i had a hard time understanding the guy it, with his so accent Scottish. was thick enough and everybody was speaking fast enough and i hadn't paid attention to the music but maybe the music was part of it mm-hmm. um i had a hard time understanding him and i'm i'm a little bit hard of hearing um especially you know low tone so i understood i understood the woman but not the guy uh yeah so that's something they might want to watch for cuz there were a couple we had to rewind a couple times trying to figure out what he had said it does get better in 084. Yes. I think okay. they, they realized it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be something that they're going to have to to work on. I think it's just I think it's just the way he talks. So mm-hmm. now, now was was Coulson the one in Thor, the the shield agent that showed up in Thor? He was in Thor. He was in okay. all of the Iron right. Man movies. He okay, because was... I did see Thor. Okay. And not being very familiar with the Marvel universe, I was. It didn't make. It seemed like it was just kind of thrown in to be there, really. Uh, well, Coulson was created for the movies and okay. became okay. Um, far more popular than anticipated. He was supposed to be kind of a throwaway role. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think they would have been. I just think they would have been better off. Um, you know, leaving the. The there's something he doesn't know, dun, 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 till a couple of episodes in, and just kind of left a little more mystery about that. Because as I said, as someone who hadn't followed the movies, that kind of undermined. I felt that kind of undermined the character right away, for me. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll see how things pan out in that regards because um, we're not getting any answers yet. I guess we'll have to find out Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Um, before I move before we move into talk about episode two, which was zero eight four. Um, the one thing that uh, I have to say just did not do it for me is the uh, actor who played Ward, um, the, the the Shield agent. Um, that would be the actor Brett Dalton. I have I felt like um, they were acting up against a cardboard cutout. I did not like how he delivers his lines. I don't like the way that he interacted with everybody. He felt too perfect and it was distracting that's me i mean it just he came off okay we have identified cocky douchebag as our is, is our as our uh, character here so yay cocky douchebag and that's that's it <laughs> 
So. Well, you yeah. know, it's very important that one identifies the cocky douchebags. Otherwise, people might miss it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I think that they're going with very strong stereotypes with the characters, which might have been a little over the top. But that uh, happens because, in pilots. Well, yeah, it does happen in pilots, and they did carry it into 084, mm. though they started to resolve it in that episode. Um, but um, as far as making... He's not a very likable dude. He just really isn't. No. Um, and Sky, the hacker girl, um, who is very easy on the eyes, um, I felt like she was trying to be uh, Sarah uh, Michelle Geller. Yeah. I wanted, wanted to make sure I wasn't saying uh, the one from Sex and the City. Um, she, <sighs> She felt like she was channeling Buffy the Vampire Slayer just a little too much in her delivery and her false attitude in her facial expressions. Yeah, see, I got a definite, uh, I got a definite uh, faith vibe from her, Eliza yeah. Dushku's character, but yeah. but similar, similar, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some haughtiness. Uh, I'm better than you, um, but I'm going to play it off and. Uh... So, yeah, the, so. yeah, the the very little speaking uh, Melinda May uh, came off as a much better uh, character just because she said so much with so little. Okay. Yes, yeah, I I I, I want to find more out about her. She's fascinating. And she was probably the best character. Let Let's talk about the 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 absolutely unnecessary final eye candy, which just. I, I was looking at Twitter. I was looking at people's responses. They absolutely loved Lola, but come on, a fucking hover Corvette. <laughs> we, when we were watching it, we actually talked about that when it when it came up, and and uh, my husband says something about oh, hovercrafts were a big thing with Shield, and then when the when the Shield symbol came up, it's like okay, that was maybe a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just felt I felt it was such a a sight gag that was unnecessary and they'd be hard pressed to use it properly in the context of any episode. And the special effects were just not up to par for what I was seeing on my HD TV. Well, I think one of the, uh, the, the, probably the, the, the biggest flaws of the episode was how many tie-ins they seemed to think that they needed to throw into the comics to extremists Iron Man to throw uh, to yeah to every movie that's been out there. Well, uh, I just what I caught, you know, not knowing a whole lot. I made the comment we were watching it. Gosh, if somebody knew less than me, they'd they'd really kind of be lost. And you could tell there were inside jokes going on. If you didn't know know them, you could tell there were inside jokes going on, but you didn't necessarily know what they were, which could alienate people. Uh, yeah, because the the uh, uh, mention of the uh, uh, the hammer. If you hadn't seen Thor, you wouldn't have gotten that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they're gonna have to watch out for. Did you guys uh, see Kindred the Embraced when it was on um, years and years and years ago? No. Yeah. Okay, it was uh, it was an Aaron Spelling interpretation of White Wolf. Um, it had potential. It had potential, and um, but 
once again, my husband and I were chit-chatting about that. One of the problems with that, one of the many problems with that, um, was that there is so much world information and tie-in stuff that, you know, it's like they felt like they had to explain to people that they were just fire hosing in this this boom 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 and if you didn't know it you would you would get lost and you would kind of feel like you're being fire fire hosed with it and I think they're really going to have to watch for that with this I mean as I said I haven't seen the second episode yet so I don't know whether it chilled out but I felt like there was a lot in there it didn't seem like they were slowly introducing things as much as I felt would have been good. Fair Second enough. episode was better. Let's okay. talk about that now. That being said, I did enjoy it. Clayton, start us off with uh, 084. 084, codename for object of unknown origin um, within the shield uh, lexicon. Basically anything that... Uh, Somebody runs across and they don't know what the hell it is. They call in S.H.I.E.L.D. to safely extract said thing. Um, so it sees the uh, crew uh, flown to South America where they find a alien. Well, what the locals think is an alien object, but happens to be a Hydra super weapon. A Tesseract-fueled uh, energy weapon. So if you go back to seeing um, Captain America and Avengers, uh, that was the... Hydra was the the, the splinter Red. force yeah. of uh, Nazi Germany, and they had the energy weapons that they drew from the Tesseract, which was the MacGuffin in um, Avengers, the, the cube that opened up the portals. So... It was it, it was a good nod, um, um, and uh, but it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary that you you knew either of those no. things. No. Okay. So I actually I actually know about Hydra. So I found uh, coincidentally that came up this weekend, unrelated to this. So I feel fully prepped now. Thanks, guys. There you go. That's cool. Um, pacing was much better. I will say this: uh, whatever that they were trying to cram in um, in the pilot episode, they slowed it down enough for me to not feel like um, I was watching a MTV video. Yeah, and I like the fact that they did a much better job of trying to pull the team together as a cohesive unit, um, which they really should have done in the first episode. But that's neither here nor there. So let's let's talk about the is it too soon to be throwing in plot lines with betrayal um especially yes. for I I I feel like this was a let's have a double agent episode and and let's do it quick and we'll do it from Coulson's background and and let's 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 have it a a sexy a sexy uh latin woman who's in the military and um and uh, they, oh, they had a twist of some kind, and and see, he's he's got a history. He's 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 a ladies' man, and I was just like, okay, I, I, you guys, I don't have the video on, so you can't see that my head. I just did like that Stewie Griffin head twist thing when you're talking <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about that. I, that, yeah, it sure would seem way too soon to do something like that. You you have to have more character development so you care whether. Whether somebody's been betrayed first, although I guess if you've seen the movies, maybe you're supposed to care already. Mm, uh, no. I think I, 
I think that might be something that they need to get away away from and get away from quick, because if they're relying on the movies, I mean, it's a nice hook, but it's not going to sustain a series, and we don't want this thing to Joss Whedon. And 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 something to be said about Joss Whedon having Joss Whedon shows. Um, I can't remember where I read it, but um, an article basically said is. Um, Avengers, yep, it, or excuse me, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's definitely a Joss Whedon production because um, decent quality and massive drop-off in viewership from episode one to episode two. Like, mm. they lost a, a good chunk. And so now it's got it went from, like, a big opening to a moderate success. So hopefully they're hoping the DVR recordings and um, on-demand showings are going to increase that. But, um, Sorry, I feel like I haven't done my part. I'll try to catch it this week. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if the show survives because you know, people. This seems to be the curse of Whedon. Mm. But this is only yeah. the second episode, and um, I mean, I won't go into the full details since uh, you know it's still relatively new, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, but there was a throwaway um, tie-in to the movies at the end of the episode, which was kind of cute, but at the same time, it was just kind of like, once again, you're doing this too early. Yeah, I, I, and I think this was totally the result of said person's want to be in anything and everything <laughs> that he can these days. It was a paycheck, but I mean, who knows? I mean, if 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 there's lo- more scenes that carry more consequence, then I'm all down for it. But it was it was it was it was a huge build up for one throwaway joke, and so yes. um, <laughs> it'll make it'll make I, so I, much more sense once you get to the end of the episode, Gordon. Okay, I accept. I ex- I am totally cool with a giant build up for a throwaway joke. I have no issues <laughs> with that whatsoever. If I haven't seen the movies, am I going to get the joke? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, you good. Because build up for a throwaway joke, I don't end up getting, and that not so much. Okay, good. You just, I have, need, to, I have you no just need to know who the character is. That's okay. It. And and, okay. and the funny thing is, you, you don't even have to know who the character is, as long as you know who the actor is. The joke will still be there. Okay. Okay, so. I'm excited. Um, but the episode was better. Um, I'm I I have a seeking suspicion that the. Uh, the the jet plane the bus as they call it will be um, your new serenity, but it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that le- lived in quality yet for me to feel like I can relate to the the plane being anything more than just a piece of transportation. Um, I mean, even though it has a giant hole in it, not anymore. No, yeah, true. So. I mean, it, it it just seemed like they're blowing their wad too quickly. Um, this is this is an overexcited teenager losing his virginity on TV. That was evocative. Now, <laughs> <laughs> huh. yeah, we will down, cross pacing. our fingers and and hope the 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 fact that Joss is not only writing Ultron but also trying to write agents at the same time doesn't come back to haunt him and we end up with another single season show well you gotta watch out with stuff like that especially when you're working in when you're working in a universe that you 
really are excited about. Not to go, this would be cool, look, if we're going to put this in, we're going to put this in, we're going to put this in, yay, look at this, then there was this. It starts to reek of fanfic then. I do yes. not think this did, but you got to watch that. That's, That's a beautiful point. One that I hadn't yeah. even thought about, but it, solid point. Yeah, so. I think there's a lot. Uh, he He's trying to do as much careful thinking when it comes to the show as he can, but I think you're going to have some of that excitement fly into it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want a really good insight into the way he works, um, I'm going to pimp another podcast, but um, go over to Nerdist and go back three months, two months, and find um, their interview with Joss um, it's, it was right after Much Ado About Nothing came out, um, and it's 90 minutes of Hardwick and uh, his crew chatting with Joss over how he is the male version of Courtney. <laughs> Really? He said that? Uh, <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> uh, where there, where he just basically he needs to clone himself to do all the stuff he wants to do. Oh. And uh, there are consequences for having such a full life. Yes. It's, wow. it's, it's a really interesting interview. Does he, does he give any tips on how to deal with it? Because I'm still looking for like that magic something or other. Um... Good luck. <laughs> okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah. His his version of taking uh, a couple weeks off after going completely crazy with uh, Avengers was to shoot much ado about nothing. I I I respect that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if Which, I had that much money, that is totally what I would do with my vacation, and I loved it. I loved that movie. So. He, he invited I, yeah. all of his friends over to his house for two weeks, and they drank incessantly and shot a movie. It was awesome. That's what yeah. you do. Yeah, so Aaron, when are we getting Joss on? Um, you know, I, I, I've got my connections, um, <laughs> but they're not connected. So, um, Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we can get Will Wheaton on, that, that, that's the first step. And then he, that's our gateway. Uh, I'm good with that. That's cool. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, um, so that's that's our take on Agents of Shield. So, um, any other final thoughts on the show before we move on to close this episode up? Watch it and tell us what you think. Yeah. Please, we really we we want to hear what you guys uh, thought about it. Uh, we had a, a a couple conversations amongst friends. Um, and uh, the opinions were all over the place. So uh, join the conversation. All right. Well, um, my, you know, in two weeks here, we got October 20th coming up. Um, that's um, it's going to be our Halloween-themed uh, episode for 2013. Um, and luckily, it's also my son's birthday, so he'll be asleep at that point. So it might be, we might be starting about a half hour later than usual. But um, I want to talk to you very briefly about the need to watch a really god-awful movie. And I brought this up when we were doing the Salt Lake Comic Con wrap-up. 
Um, but get on Netflix. You have to see Miami Connection. Do not see it alone. See it with friends. See it with alcohol. Um, because this is it. This movie is horrible, and it is hilarious, and it's and it's so earnest in it, in its attempts to think that it was something, a, a gem of action in the eighties. Um, wow, is, the movie poster is awesome, isn't it? Um, I'll just say this much. First off, uh, Miami Connection takes place in Orlando. Uh, Miami never pops up in it. Eh, details. Oh, that is, you're right, that is absolutely <laughs> fabulous. The opening scene is a group of ninjas who are taking down and stealing cocaine from drug dealers. Wow. Then it busts into a group of martial artists, who, who know specifically Taekwondo, that are in a synth metal band called Dragon Sound. And it's how nice. this all ties together is what makes it a beauty. <laughs> Rock band versus ninjas? Kinda. <laughs> this movie, the, the movie poster looks like the box of, box for really bad leisure suit Larry. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. That's awesome. <laughs> so you absolutely have to 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 to, <laughs> to see this movie. Um, and and next uh, episode will be um, we'll be coming up with a couple more um, Halloween drinking movies. Um, to, to ring in your, your scares and god-awful um, bad movies to laugh at excessively. Yay! That so, sounds like fun. Yeah, so at this point, um, we'll just go and wrap this up. This is Preacher23 telling you, don't just embrace your inner geek, make love to it. And this is Perrin, and thanks once again for getting hit from Keycat. And this is Courtney reminding you that a tentacle in the hand is worth two in the... Never mind. Permanent transmission of DKM Radio.